Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Time for Tech Talk, brought to you by Vacuum Man Furnace and Duck Cleaning. And here for his latest episode of all things that are wonderful in terms of gadgets and technology is Adam Oldfield. He's the president of FPM3 Marketing, and he joins us now. Adam, good morning. How are you? Rick, thanks. Uh, thanks for joining me. This is nice. I haven't been on with you in a while, so yeah, it's you know uh, refreshing to be together again, talking tech and all the good stuff that happened in the world. We like to mix it up in the summer months. You know, we got to give Bill a break here and there. So, uh, yeah, great to be with you. And you know, listen, I'm I'm not a lightning fast typer on a keyboard, but I understand we're going to start our discussion about energy in your fingertips. What's going on here? Well, okay. First of all, it's been stated many times and and I'm no scientist, Rick, but you know, we have as humans, we are nothing but a ball of electric electricity. We are literally kinetically moving. We're energizing. We got to recharge at night. Well, one of the things about electronics is that it requires energy. And we know that the demand for energy is continuously increasing based on how many devices we have. So uh, the University of California, San Diego said, what if our fingertips could be a capable uh, energizing electrical chargeable device. So it's, I, I didn't know this uh, and maybe many people didn't, but our fingertips sweat the most more than our armpits and other uh, uh, crevices within our body. But fingertips is one of the areas that we actually sweat the most. And so what they've done is created a biofuel cell. It is extremely thin. So uh, to describe it, think of it as a Band-Aid, but it just lightly goes over top of your fingertips and it it acts as an electrode that can then create um, uh, electricity. It uses carbon and hydrogel and absorbs that that sweat, (laughs) human sweat, and, and it's capable of creating that chemical reaction that mixes oxygen molecules to create electricity. So, okay, so what does that all mean? Think of it as you're wearing these fingertips at night, almost like a night guard. If you grind your teeth at night, you put a mouth guard in. Well, imagine, and I just probably came up with a new idea, Rick, now I think about it. If you're grinding your teeth, you create (laughs) kinetic electricity. I just thought of this. Anyway, on to the point is that these researchers are capable of creating these fingertips that are going to draw while you sleep electricity. That electricity that your fingertips are exerting using oxygen and mixing these molecules can then be stored into a battery cell. Now, the other side of that is, is that if you keep the uh, the little uh, band-aids, we'll call them over top of your fingertips, as you type, and if you're a quick typer, the faster you type, the more energy you'll generate, you'll be able to charge that Bluetooth uh, keyboard, you'll be able to charge up your wireless phone, Uh, So the point is, is that these little energy capacities, uh, and that's the future of where we're going. Where is electricity being generated? Are we, we got to get off the coal. We got to get off all of the carbon emission fuels. This is humans are pretty much the biggest energy cell. It's actually like the matrix. We are uh, soon to be capable of charging our own electrical devices with our fingertips. I can see this being a big hit with uh, you know, a lot of people who require that energy boost during the day, yes. especially. But if they can design this that still allows women to showcase their nail polish, they got to win. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be able to generate enough electricity that the entire human race 
could be able to be able to be charged without any kind of carbon emissions. It's 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 really exciting to see how science has taken uh, simple things we take for granted and turning them into electricity. That that's that's what's really uh, exciting. Including the new idea I just came up with Rick, which is mouth guards that grind at night, kinetic energy. That's, I'm keeping that and I'm patenting it. That's a winner. Trademark that now. Um, <laughs> the the rise of the electric vehicle is here. We're seeing more and more on the roads. However. Uh, there's a little bit of a twist that's going on with electric cars. This is not a joke. I, you know, when I first researched this, I actually chuckled and I thought I was on the uh, that news website, The Onion, where they make up things and, you know, you're really at satire news information. But this is real. Uh, actually, Ford Motor Company launched the Mach-E. And of course, as we well, there's a big transition. We're going from petroleum fueled vehicles. And as we've heard on, on CHML News is that there is going to be in the next 10, 15 years, you won't be able to buy a fossil burning fuel car. So uh, brand new for that matter. So as we are migrating, what is the reason we as, as individuals across North America, we, we are adapting slowly to electric vehicles, but what is the reason? Ford Motor Company commissioned a survey and what they determined was that one in five drivers said the smell of petroleum, gasoline, is what they would miss the most from switching to an electric vehicle. 70% claimed that they would miss the smell to some degree. And so with that said, Ford, Ford, I'm saying this trying to keep a straight face because it's real. <laughs> Ford Motor Company actually developed a fragrance, of course, called the Mach-O. Um, and so it's a scent that brings that musky petroleum, wow. musky petroleum scent of which you would expect <laughs> filling up your gas tank to allow you to feel like you still are uh, driving a car. And you know what? A lot of muscle heads, and I'm a car enthusiast, by the way, Rick. I'm I'm big into NASCAR. I love, you know, the old field name synonymous with car racing with Ford. And I can tell you that I, I actually laughed, but I appreciated it. I kind of go, I, I get it. I've been at Daytona. The smell of the burning tires, the brakes and the, the fuel. It just, it's one of those, I don't know, human elements that a hundred years we've been used to. So anyway, you, this is not for sale by the way, but it was developed by <laughs> Ford and it is a fragrance that gives the electric car owner maybe a, a chance to kind of uh, not miss filling up their gas tank. I'm envisioning one of those Glade plugins that you would plug into like your air conditioner uh, area <laughs> so you can get that smell. That's phenomenal. You plug it into your ventilation system and let it go. And, and and the design looks great. It's got a picture of a Mustang horse on it. It, it looks like an actual professional fragrance bottle. Uh, again, it's not for sale, but it was scientifically developed and it has a scent of petroleum. So this is real, uh, uh, but it is intended as a purpose to, you know, encourage people to migrate to the electric vehicle. That's amazing. Uh, we have more problems with a cloud-based security server system. What is happening? As of yesterday, many people, uh, you might have noticed that massive, uh, there was a massive outage on a server and Akame, which many people probably don't know what Akame is. It is a provider. It's been around for many years, I think since the 90s at the uh, onset of the internet. And it is, uh, think of it as almost like a, a highway. So uh, it gets information and, and individuals to a path quickly. So uh, Akame is actually the service that works with uh, Southwestern Airlines 
Airlines, the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. Uh, I think it's in the top eight of uh, 10 banks online. So it is very well known in regards to security. It's well known and, and millions and millions of visitors is where it's, it's very well known is to be able to pipeline uh, a volume of how many people trying to get on a website at one time. So this service, this is the third time it's gone down this year. As of I'm yesterday, Oldfield, FPM you might have been able to, you might have been struggling trying to uh, log in or get access to your main websites. But this is something of which I can tell you is uh, is been a problem in it in the issue is, Rick, that we're still using old technology for the sake of, uh, you know, migrating the demands of what we have. So we have Fitbits, we have smartphones, tablets. I mean, you're probably sitting there with a tablet, a phone, your smartwatch, all of them are connected to the internet. And so these demands are now putting a lot of pressure on websites in regards to them capable of, of being online uh, and, and not being forced to shut down. So uh, let me also dumb it down for you. It was like trying to suck a bowl full of cherries through a straw. There's just so many people trying to get in at one time and there wasn't there wasn't a highway capable of being able to handle that volume. So uh, that's why uh, that's why most of the servers were offline yesterday. Sounds like Acme needs to contact the University of Cal- California, San Diego for their fingertip energy technology or maybe your night guard <laughs> energy technology. They need a little bit of a boost. Uh, the Tokyo right. Ga- the Tokyo Games officially kicking off today with the opening ceremonies uh, in Japan. Japan's National Institute is uh, looking at the Internet speed transfer and we're talking mega high speeds here. Oh, this is okay. So I get excited about this. I'm like Dr. Emmett Brown from Back to the Future when we talk about technology and speed. So in Japan, they came up with as of this year, and they always measure it year over year, Rick, but they managed to get 319 terabytes per second. Now, that might not seem like a lot. It seems like, you know, it's not miles per hour. It's not in kilometers. And 319, ah, what's the big deal? That's basically like 1.1 gigawatts. It's like a bolt of lightning. It is unbelievably fast. So how fast is it? Well, imagine downloading 7,000 high-definition movies in one second. That's more or less more than the entire Netflix uh, album downloaded in one second. That is insane as far as speeds. So this is partially due to the fact that we are finding ways to create that demand we just talked about, that superhighway. We are needing more speed. Now, we've seen the development of obviously where the Internet's going with satellites. And we have Elon Musk. And we know that uh, Jeff Bezos has satellite Internet rolling. And our skies are going to be nothing but littered with satellite Internet devices. But this is a massive milestone. This is revolutionary when we take a look at where we where speeds are going. Um, and to give another perspective of that, it's like quantum computing being able to to you know move as fast as it can think. So this is a massive milestone. Um, when I talk about this, it's it's you know right now I'm using locally in Hamilton. I'm using like a, a fiber line, and I can tell you right now, uh, Rick, it, it, it's amazing that I, I I upload or have a video chat and I still go freeze frame. So the fact is that the speed exists, it's just not in Hamilton right yet. But I'm going to tell you, I will be super excited when it does arrive. That's incredible. Uh, back to the roads we go, and uh, we're talking about some changing road signs when it comes to uh, those electric vehicles that are going to be on the roads. 
Yeah, this is a little bit of uh, forecasting in the future. There was a, a, an announcement that was showcasing how American roadways and Canadian, for that matter, are going to change. What we've seen in the past is you drive down a highway and you have a still uh, a still sign. And, uh, you know, maybe if you're on the link or other major highways, you'll have an LED sign and it changes and it alters and you might see an ad or otherwise. But the future is in the next 15 years, as our cars are getting smart and they're learning our profiles, as you set up your vehicle now, you can set up a profile, you can be able to find, uh, you know, like what your likes and wants and, and otherwise, and you're plugging it into your phone in most cases, which pretty much knows everything about you. As you're driving, they were doing a, an announcement in the States that road signs are going to be adaptable to the drivers. So think of it as you're driving down the highway, Rick, you're in one car, I'm in the other, and we're driving along in our autonomous vehicles. I'm in my Hyundai, you're in your Tesla. And as we're driving on our road trip, on the right-hand side is a road sign. Today, we would see that next exit is a burger place. Pull off and enjoy your burger. However, in the future, I'm going to see a sign that says hot dogs with chili sauce and cheese now available next stop. The same sign is going to show Rick that he can be able to get himself a smoothie with some uh, eggplant and some broccoli. And if you mix it, so the same road sign with the same details or, or this or different details are going to be the future of where we're moving. And this is already starting to adapt. Our cars are able to project what our personal profiles are uh, as to what's coming up. So this is where they claim the small uh, communities are really going to be able to take advantage of this new electric car autonomous uh, future. Because the old days, you get off the you get off the beaten path, go to a small little village. There's some antiques, and otherwise, electric cars need to be charged right now and even in the future. They're going to take between 15 to 20 minutes to charge. They are not anticipating it's going to charge any quicker. So you'll be able to get off a small little, go on a road trip, pull off, need to fill up. You'll be able to do some sightseeing, maybe visit some waterfalls, get the chance to enjoy the local culture that's in the community. And it will all be done unique from the road sign uh, based on our profiles set up in the car. That is pretty cool. Adam Oldfield is the president of FPM3 Marketing. It is Friday. That means Tech Talk. It's brought to you by Vacuum and Furnace and Duct Cleaning. Um, our brain power, we only use about 10% of our brains. However, there might be some brain computer interfaces in our not too distant future. Or are they already here? Well, we've last week I spoke with Bill about how microchips were being embedded into minds and it was intended to be able to help those that were uh, maybe had disabilities or were quadriplegic or not able to speak. And but it gave them the ability to actually voice, gave them a voice. It would show up on a screen or a computer voice was able to speak out or talk a little bit about, uh, you know, what you had in your mind. Well, researchers have been doing some, obviously, in the last year or so. We saw this with Elon Musk. Facebook has a big investment in funding. One of the problems they're discovering, and they're saying this is going to become a serious issue, Rick, um, cyberpunk. I don't know if you're aware of that, but that is a, was a sort of a role-playing game, and, and it actually evolved to a movie, and it became this uh, environment where people were dependent on, um, you know, uh, uh, cyber chips in your mind and it would help enhance your strength and otherwise. The, the point is, it's actually becoming uh, announced that they have determined that researchers are saying brain, brain linked 
devices uh, out of London in this research have realized that those that they were doing pilot tests that they try to say, okay, we've done the pilot test, we're going to now remove the microchip, we're going to remove this device from you, has created such anxiety and also an addiction almost to the fact that uh, many people are, are, are addicted to the fact they don't want to change. They want the microchip. Um, this could be the new form of a serious con- concern where people will illegally implant chips in themselves to give them an enhancement um, or give them that advantage. Uh, and then their other concern is not only is it addictive, once you put these microchips in your brains, the second concern is that it's going to seriously divide the haves and have-nots. It's going to separate those that are able to implant and those that are not. So this is crazy. I'm saying this and it sounds like a science fiction movie, but this is a reality that they've been testing and realizing that the the patients they've been working and and, and, uh, addressing this with have actually become uh, almost irate and, and angry to the point of, you know, and support groups are out there for brain implanted connectivity anonymous. Um, But that's pretty much what researchers are determining. This is something they need to think about before we roll this out on a a global scale. That's pretty scary. We only have about a minute left. Let's end with a more comforting note on uh, a new app that's going to check your energy use. Uh, you know what? I, I am a Samsung lover. I love I love my I love my Samsung. I love what it can do. Samsung specifically, and this sounds like I'm endorsing for Samsung, Rick. And I sure as heck hope they would ever give me some kind of profile or, or freebies in the future. But <laughs> I am going to comment that their Smart Things app. If you have a Samsung device, uh, one of the areas that we're deter- that we see is that uh, energy being used in our household. Uh, we get our energy bill from our elect- from our utilities company, and we look at it and go, "Wow, I use." that much, but where is it being used? Where and what devices are being used or what are utilizing the most energy? Anyway, Samsung has an app that you can download and what it does is it tracks specifically individual app uh, appliances or, or computer devices within your household and it can actually tell you, hey, your toaster is going off the wall. You might want to unplug that or your coffee maker is definitely uh, sucking some juice to give you a little java in the morning. You might want to take that offline. So anyway, it's a new feature, but it's something that we're going to see rolling out more is specific energy uh, consuming applications or appliances. You'll be able to control that with a little more uh, input and information. So anyway, I encourage if you have a Samsung, download the app, implement it. It will save you a load of money on your energy costs. Cool stuff and a cool conversation with Adam Oldfield. Adam, thanks for the time. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, Rick. You too. Take care. Adam Oldfield is the president of FPM3 Marketing, and it is Tech Talk, brought to you by Vacuum and Furnace and Duck Cleaning. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.